This Ace Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Check out their spring collection. Go to linksoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbedding.com. He shakes off a couple of pitches, now ready, and fires at a curve, freezes Otani. He's gonna look it. How about that performance by Zach Jackson? Ward pops up on one pitch, then he strikes out Trout and Otani standing by the side of the road. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show. Chris Sounds are with you here on the A's Clubhouse Show, the number 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. Ken Korak with us here from the Coliseum. A far different game today. But obviously the same result, you don't like it, and a a strange ending. Uh, You hate to end it with the bat on the shoulder, taking a call third strike with the tying run on third. Uh, It's going to be another tough one for Mark Kotze here after this game, Ken. Yeah, for sure, and it's one of those games where the A's offense, which had uh, been coming alive recently, pretty much shut down by the Mets with five hits and two runs, and three of those hits came in the second. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, the sacrifice bunt by Esteuri Ruiz gets uh, Langoliers in the scoring position, although Esteuri has been one of the A's um, hottest hitters recently. And then uh, the little ground ball by Kemp and the strikeout of Smith. And you're right, and it was a little confusing, too, because David Robertson had a ball called on him, too, yeah. on the pitch clock <laughs> violation. And now you're thinking, my initial thought was maybe he called strike three there on Smith. And that's one of the, you know, you don't want to lose a game anyway, but especially if you were to lose it like on a, on a violation on the hitter for strike three, which has happened before. So, uh, you know, and it's just we're trying to do the best we, we can, Chris, in reporting the action during the games, but there are times when we're just not sure what happened with the, uh, with the plate umpire. And as Vince said, going back to when Smith struck out in the seventh inning, we believe that there was a violation on Smith there during that at bat because, you know, Vince on his scorebook, and he was calling the action in the seventh and also up on the scoreboard. Um, They had a 2-1 count, and all of a sudden he strikes out. So, you know, there are times that we're going to be in the dark, and it's it's not the greatest situation for anyone, especially especially the fans in the stands. You you know, I was thinking about this, and, and I know Dallas has talked about this, You know, in other sports, we understand the hand signals. So whether you're uh, a referee, you can kind of give us an idea if you're in the stadium and you don't have play-by-play. And even now with us talking about play-by-play, it's like we need to know what is going on. And different umpires are giving us different things and it's almost like baseball, okay, we got the rule changes, we understand it, we like it, but every single home plate umpire, we need to all agree every night, every stadium, we've got to come up with some type of way to notify everybody. Right. If the broadcasters don't know, the people in the stands don't know, that's not good for the entertainment value of the game if people who are calling the game and watching the game don't know what actually is going on. Well, and it's, you're all, it's all about engaging your fan base. That's the biggest thing, right? People come to the ballpark, and you want the fans to be involved. You want them to be engaged in what's going on. And unfortunately, there's, there's supposed to be uniformity in the calls, whether it's a ball called on the pitcher or a strike called on the hitter or a timeout. But 
oftentimes it, the call looks awful lot, an awful lot like the timeout call. It's very difficult, especially you're looking down there, you're trying to see the field, and you look down, you glance at the umpire, and there have been several times this year where I couldn't tell if he was calling, that he was signaling that the, that the batter had called time or if there was some other call made. So, like we've said, and, you know, we've talked about it so many, people are tired of hearing us talk about it. They've got a mic, use it. Use a mic. What's wrong with that, Chris? And by the way, I, I just looked it up. So you're talking about in the bottom of the seventh inning. Right. When Kevin Smith is pitch hitting, the fourth pitch of that at back, because you can go to MLB.com, and it will tell you automatic strike, yes. batter pitch timer violation. So the fact that I've got to look this up on MLB.com to know what's going on that I don't know coming from the umpire, and they're not letting us know, that's a problem. I agree, and, and the, you you feel badly for the people in the crowd because all of a sudden there's a strikeout on a what the scoreboard had listed as a two-one pitch. That's not good for the game. No, no, that's that's no, they, they they thought about what to do with the rules inside the game. Now they got to think about how to notify people at that moment what's going on. And, and I want to leave people with this because I'm sure there's people who were already in the stadium before they got a chance to hear you and Scott Emerson today. Scott Emerson, pitching coach, responding to last night's debacle. It was tough for everybody to watch. 17 walks. We hadn't seen this many walks in a game since since a game like 1948 or less. Uh, Scott Emerson was very candid with you today, very emotional. Just tell people what that was like because you've been interviewing managers and coaches for a long, long time at the big league level. What was that interview like today with our pitching coach? Well, first of all, the A's coaches and Mark Kotze have been extremely cooperative and forthcoming. As you know, Chris, we do Kotze the first game of every series. We do Emerson game two and is hitting coach Tommy Everidge game three and the bench coach Darren Bush in game four. And Emo uh, was out working with his pitchers. In fact, he was watching the newest athletic uh, Richard Lovelady throw on the side. He had never seen Lovelady throw before, and he threw aside, and Emo wanted to get a, a sense of him. And he came trotting in from the outfield where he had been talking to several of the A's pitchers. I was down in the dugout, and he said, ask me whatever you want. Let's talk about the 17 walks. So he wanted to talk about it. And we appreciate that. And, you know, he doesn't shy away from uh, uh, being honest about what happened yesterday. So you could, you could hear the emotion in his voice. He was very animated. And I think there were points that he wanted to get across. And uh, I think it's good to let it go a little bit. Right, Chris? You don't want to hold that frustration in. And um, I, I just thought that it was um, an extremely raw kind of uh, conversation, but very emotional and honest. But yet also there's always that sense of optimism with any great coach that you can get your message across, and I think he has, and that the players will respond. They have a lot of young players on this club. And so one thing that I was really impressed with last year, Chris, with the really tough year by the is when they lose 102 games, every day the coaches came out with a good attitude. Now, you can be frustrated, and you can even be upset and angry a little bit and try to be very forceful in your comments to your players, but once the next day begins, Chris, you need your coaches to be upbeat and positive and uh, just to focus on the job at hand that day. And uh, I think the East coaches and Mark Kotze in tough times have done a, a very good job of doing that. And tomorrow will be a real special day 
honoring the 1973 world champs. Yeah, what a great series it was, and we'll reminisce a little bit about it. Mets fans won't like it because he has won the series in seven games, but it was a great series and two great ball clubs, and really the, the pitching was the, the cornerstone of that series, Chris, as you know. A lot of Hall of Famers in that. Have a safe ride, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, buddy. The number is 833-625-2278. That's 833-625-2278. A's lose to the Mets 3-2. to We'll take your phone calls next right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win. And that's why there's UBO Business Services specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflows, managing documents, and providing the best-in-class office technology. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. That's ubeo.com. Hey, Billy, this deck is great for getting everyone together. Thanks. We're really enjoying the outdoor space, especially on a day like today. What's the material? Humboldt Redwood from Ashby Lumber. They gave us a great deal, provided us with a quick quote, and we couldn't be happier. We even found a great contractor through their online contractor directory. Don't miss a day outdoors. Visit Ashby Lumber in Berkeley or Concord to see our stock of naturally strong, naturally beautiful Humboldt Redwood. Find out more at ashbylumber.com. For all your building needs, Ashby Lumber. This is A's Clubhouse. All right, the number is 833-625-2278. Real Talk Dave, you're at the game today. You are now on the Clubhouse Show. Howdy. How about Fuji today, man? Looks good. I was, I, I, was, I was happy to see him get into the seventh inning. I wanted to see him get through the seventh. But, yeah, this is more of what we need to see. And, boy, desperately did Mark Kotze and Scott Emerson need somebody to come out and give them some innings today. Totally correct. You know, it's like he, he definitely answered the call today. It's, you know, it's a tough uh, – the Mets, man, it's a tough lineup. You know, whatever you have to say, you know, whatever we all have to say, you know, it's those uh, – Pete Alonzo, great hitter, you know, home run derby king, you know, he's, he's good. And – to see us just keep them down a little bit, but also, you know, we got, you know, we battled back with our bats too. It was really, really cool thing to see. I mean, obviously the the loss stinks. No one likes to lose, but it was like, it was, this was a good thing. This wasn't a goldfish moment. This is a remember moment, you know. This is how how we can be competitive. And also to see, it's good to see us like, you know, making smart moves, like making bunts and everything, like, you know, and, key times of the game like i it it was great it was great tough loss but really good it it was just it was so bad last night that you're like seeing a real baseball game today like you watched a real baseball game this was actually entertaining there was some good stuff yes it sucks the ball club lost but i mean last night was so bad you needed something like this just to kind of recalibrate Big time, no, big, big time. I'm, I'm only worried about uh, Chase Peterson. I mean, I feel like he's like staring off into space, you know, when he's at bat. I know he he can work in and get some walks, but uh, I feel like a few times it's like, man, come on, just swing the bat, dude. Like, where you at? You know, like everyone else is going like 
and a lot of a lot of opportunities today, but just you know, sadly we couldn't capitalize on them. Yeah, appreciate the phone call. Glad you had a good time at the game. There, I mean, there's no doubt the one for twelve with runners in scoring position left nine guys on base. That hurt. There's no question, but. For some people that didn't really follow last night's game, if you, like, showed up today and weren't following what we were just dealing with, it just seems like hours ago. Like, last night, if if you weren't following along, last night was horrific. It was absolutely horrific. And when it's a, a day game after a night game, there's not a whole lot of time in between when we left the Coliseum and got back here today. Something like this, yes, you can never say, hey, it's a great loss. No, we're not going to sit here and say there's great losses. This still is this is still the highest level, and everything should be about winning. But a game like this, after where last night I was on after the game, talking about in a nine-inning game, the most walks drawn in a game by teams. The Mets tied for second most all-time. Most all-time walks, it's 18 in a game, in a nine-inning game. Twice that happened in 1948 and 1916. And then the teams that walked 17 times, including the Mets last last night, well, you're talking about 1949, 1944, and 1903. So what you saw last night had not been done since 1948. All those games I just talked about were 1948 and earlier. That's how bad it was. So to see something like this, that, okay, this is back to playing big league baseball. This is back to being competitive. No, Mark Kotze's not going to be happy about this game. You're not going to be happy that you took called third strike with the tying run on third. That gives you no shot. you got to swing the bat. Got to put the ball in play. The A's had their chances. But grand scheme from what we saw last night tonight, yes, this, this was a team competing. This was a far better effort. And I said it last night, and I'm and I I'm the 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 number one thing that I'm glad that I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about a starting pitcher who went three innings, two two and two thirds, three and a third, four and a third. I'm just I'm thankful that Fuji came out today. Shintaro competed. And it's what the A's needed. That he came out today, six innings, three runs, five strikeouts, only two walks, didn't walk the house. Now he gave up two home runs. That's not good. He's going to leave with the L. That's not good. But he gave the team what they needed today. They needed some type of length. It's hard to believe that we consider length now six innings, but that's where we're at. 
And I talked about it last night. I talked about it before the game today. If he's going to be somebody that pitches one day a week, he's got to give you something. Far better than his first two outings, and he did that today. This was a start where you say, okay, I get it. This guy has an electric arm. If he's going to pitch every Saturday, as of now, hopefully that changes. But if he's going to be a Saturday guy and he plays once a week, man, you've got to be out there with your hair on fire. I mean, this it's your day. It's like it's like we we've basically given the guy his day. And if that's your day, man, you've got to be hell on wheels. And hopefully he will build off this start and get better because the talent's there. I mean, fastballs, the split combination. I mean, unfortunately, he gave that big one up to the polar bear that was a hanger. I mean, polar bear's legit. I mean, come on, this guy's going to hit 50 home runs. And this is a very, very talented Mets team. You know, barring anything crazy, they should. I mean, there there's some reports maybe Edwin Diaz may be back by the end of the year. And you look at what they have at the back of their bullpen that you saw today. I mean, unless something crazy happens, they should be in the postseason. This is the highest payroll in baseball. So to go out there and at least get six from him, I mean, he's still learning. Yeah, I know he's a veteran guy. He's still learning, coming to a new country, playing at the highest level. Keep building on this. Saturday's your day. Entertain the hell out of us. That's your job. Your job is to show up and be the guy one day a week. You now have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to prepare for next Saturday. You got all that time to prepare for your next start. This is what we should see. And we should see better than this. And he should expect better. But you know what? I said yesterday, all I care about is I got to get some length, and he did that. The number, 833-625-2278. We'll continue with your phone calls next, right here on the A's Clubhouse Show after the A's lose to the Mets, 3-2. to two. The doctor will see you now. But do they really? Do they see you as a mother who's a daughter and a caregiver, fearless but sometimes fearful, a health nut with a French fry habit, an O-positive geologist named Patty, who's here today for a melanoma exam. At Kaiser Permanente, we believe the only way to care for all of you is by seeing all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org. Thanks to the Xfinity 10G network, my little brother's friends won't leave our house. When I was their age, internet with basically no interruptions was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Now through April 23rd, new customers can get 200 megabit Xfinity internet during our limited time Xfinity 10G network launch celebration for just $25 a month for two years. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and devices. Actual speeds vary. This is Chris Towns, and there are two things that are a must for me, comfort and style. Whether I'm playing golf, going to dinner, I've got to have the right feel. That's why I've partnered with Link Soul, and you're going to love Link Soul. They have just released their new spring line, new fabrics for their polos, lightweight and perfect for technical performance. Link Soul also has new styles for their layers and hoodies with cool prints and seasonal colors. You know what they say in the big leagues, look good, play good. Go to LinkSoul.com. That's LinkSoul.com. 
Get moving in the most fun-to-drive Honda vehicles yet. Like the Civic, the vehicle car and driver called more fun to drive than the competition. And the HRV, with more style and more exhilarating performance. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get a 3.9% APR on a 2023 Honda Civic or 2023 HRV. Brought to you by your Northern California Honda dealers. Buy or reserve yours today. See dealer for financing details. Exclude Civic SI and Type R car and driver October 2021. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. You know, you're not going to get upset like we were last night. I'm just not going to do it. But but one observation, it's just a little observation. We've got this kid that's got some serious skill. I think we've now watched it. We've heard enough. Keith Lipman, Oakland A's Hall of Famer, when he let David Force know way back, hey, this kid's something. Shooty Babbitt, the super scout, told us when he saw him, he went, the way this kid can affect a series, he's got some serious tools he can play. And then all of a sudden, you start to see some stuff in spring training. Then the season starts. And you're going, you know, if this guy gets on base, if he can hit a little bit, might have something here. And if you're watching Ruiz and you start to look at your box scores every single night, he's starting to affect the box score every day. And when he's on first base, can we please take some pitches and let him steal second? Please. We saw it yesterday. Well, we saw, yeah, saw it yesterday. Lined into a double play when he was stealing. We saw it today. Like, just take some pitches. Allow the guy to steal second. We have to learn how to play baseball in 2023. Baseball in 2023, teams are stealing bags. If you weren't listening to A's Cast Live yesterday, if you didn't, I can't remember why I brought it. I brought it multiple times. People's success rate on stolen bases right now is the highest in the history of baseball. Let me repeat. Going from first to second on a stolen base and second to third, your success rate is almost at 82% right now. That's pretty. Would any business want their success rate to be 82%? Name me the business, and everybody's going to be happy. Other than the medical business, we'd like that to think that's 100%. But most businesses, if you say you're going to be successful 82% of the time, you're going to be thrilled. So, guess what? Steal bases, steal it will. Everybody go. Other teams are doing it, and they're stealing at a record rate. And when your guys are stealing, stop fouling balls off. Stop swinging. Leadoff hitters need to take pitches when your guy is in the nine hole and he gets on base and you know he's going to steal. The other team knows he's going to steal, and they're not going to be able to stop it. Teams can't stop it. Guys right now are taking the biggest leads that have ever happened in the history of baseball. We've got bigger bags, so bigger steals, bigger bags, and still 
pitchers are horse bleep at covering, at, at holding runners, they're terrible. This generation of pitchers did not grow up holding hitters. They are a bunch of huff and puff and blow your house down, throw as hard as you can, and that's how I get drafted. I get drafted because of the radar gun. I don't hold runners. I don't care. I strike people out. It's fantasy baseball. Well, now we have new baseball in 2023, and it's called Take 90 Feet at Will. The closer you get to home plate, the easier it is to score. This isn't rocket science. And if they're going to allow you to steal, like noted today, here at the end of the game, twice. I mean, he had stolen base stolen easily. So there's a couple things here. Ace players, get on first, go. Everybody go. It's a track meet. And you hitters, allow them to go. Take some pitches and allow them to go. Is there anything worse than watching your guy try and steal second base? He's got it easily. They got no chance to throw it out. And you got a 200 hitter at the plate, foul it off. And you're like, oh, he'd be in scoring position. Let's go to the coach. Coach, you are on the A's Clubhouse show. Hey there, Tony. If you ever wondered what, what 1978 looked like, that was it today. Good pitching, blow the game at the end, not able to score a run. That was a, that was not, that took me back to 1978. I, I hope the A's, uh, although in 1980 they got new ownership and they went on a run, <laughs> I hope they either get the stadium done or, or do something. But th- that was 1978. That was Matt Keogh. That was Rick Langford pitching late in the game against a real good team. And then, you know, bad things happen. You know, I so but wish, I'm Coach, gonna... I could I, – I, I, you know, I mean, obviously I was a baby, so I don't remember the 70s. But I wish I could have seen a lot more of 70s baseball. I really do. Starting pitchers, you you had maybe four or five relievers in the bullpen. You had starting pitchers that had cojones who went out and shoved every night. You had great athletes. You had great defense. You had running. You had power. You had everything. I mean, think about what we're going to honor tomorrow. When you think about what we're going to honor. See, to me, Reggie Jackson, like I didn't get to see because Reggie Jackson was an incredible athlete, right? I mean, you're talking about oh, you know, Arizona State football, basketball. Reggie was an incredible yeah. athlete. But the Reggie that I got to see, as basically when I became a teenager, was old D.H. Reggie. I didn't get to see. So so we're going to be honoring, like, Reggie Jackson was the MVP of the World Series. He was the MVP of the season. This is when Mr. October took flight because he didn't because he obviously didn't play in, in the 72 World Series. But, you know, someone like Reggie Jackson with that kind of speed and power, yet, I mean, he had all kinds of great players in the 70s. The thing about Reggie that, and he never really complains about it, surprisingly enough, is, he lost a lot of home runs by playing in Oakland. You know, the ball goes, flies a lot better now, uh, but it still doesn't go anywhere at night. It went nowhere at night before Mount Davis was there. I mean, he would have hit another 40, 50, maybe 100 home runs in his career if he played at another park, you know, and and he never really complains much about it, which is interesting because I don't know what he had in his career, five-something. You know, he would have probably been in the top five all-time in home runs. Uh, but he he won those uh, series. You know, I mean, Reggie was a great, great player. And he was 
pretty good on defense uh, some of the time, and he had a real good throwing arm. Well, but, you know what I, I, you know, back then yeah. we didn't have MLB Network, so we and we didn't have ESPN or ESPN really in its infancy. Um, I'm sure Reggie made up for some of those home runs he lost in Oakland playing in New York with that bandbox in right field at New at Yankee Stadium. Well, absolutely. Yeah, when he went to New York, that was a whole different. Yeah, whole when different you can flip game, a but... sand wedge out of there, for God's sakes. That thing is so close. Yeah, but if he played in Atlanta, you know, like uh, Hank Aaron did, you know, Hank Aaron's a great player. I mean, Reggie would have hit a lot more home runs. I mean, it was hard to hit the ball out of Oakland at night in the, in those days, you know, and, and that's why they won so many three to two games. They're great fundamental teams and they would steal and bunt and, you know, pitchers would, would make good pitches. I, I really don't remember guys throwing five walks in an inning and giving up a grand slam. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, you, you, wait a minute. You're trying to, you're trying to say, you're trying to tell me in 72, 73 and 74, you never saw 17 walks in a game. Come on. That had to happen all the time. <laughs> Well, I'm not sure with Dick Williams whether we would see the guy the next day. I think we'd be asking <laughs> questions. What happened to him? <laughs> I like, I like, I, I played in a bazillion games in my life. I, I, I don't think I to 17 walks like at any level. I mean, I, I told my best friend's kids playing JV baseball. I've been to a bunch of JV baseball games, and I don't see 17 walks. I mean, seriously, no. that's like that's like a crazy eight-year-old little league game. Seventeen walks, oh, like you, you know so where they, you know where they have the the parents come out and start pitching. I mean, I mean, when, when do you see seventeen right. walks by a team? That's crazy. That was horrible. And, you know, and no one even brought up in the ninth inning. I think they sent email out there on accident, you know, and that's why they had to bring in Carlos Perez because they'd run out of uh, mound visits. You know, and that's why they had to bring in Perez. No one even talked about that. They might not have had the record, you know, but, boy, Familia, come on. Throw the ball over the plate. He's a veteran. He, he knows better than that, you know. But I'm going to call out Kotze, ninth inning. I did not like the bunt with um, Ruiz. Ruiz is swinging a good bat. So, basically, Tony, you have a runner on first, nobody out. The next two guys, if one of the next two guys gets a single, you usually go first and third, and you have a, a pretty decent chance of scoring a run by um, still getting an out, you know, in a ground ball or a fly ball, something like that. But you take out one out, and then you have to, you only have one chance to get in the single. I didn't like that play because Ruiz has been swinging a really good bat, you know, especially uh, yesterday and tonight. You know, Camp, I don't know. You know, he, he might have gotten a hit, but you take away one of your chances. Earl Weaver would have never bunted there. I didn't like the bunt there. Hey, you know what's uh, funny about that, Coach? For all these years, yeah. people have called this show and just complained that we never bunt. And here we finally bunt, successfully sacrifice a guy, and now you don't like bunting. Well, I'll, no, I'll say it different ways, okay? So let's say if that were a first and second, nobody out, then you bunt. You know, you definitely bunt. But when it's a runner on first, nobody out, you need a single. If you, Basically, if you get a single, you're going to go first and third. And you have a much better chance with Ruiz, who's hitting very well, than you do with Kemp. And then you're, 
So you have Ruiz and Camp. That's two chances for a single. But when you bunt, you only have one chance. You know, and then, you know, Kevin Smith, I don't know what he, why he didn't swing and foul the ball off at least or something. But, no, that, that's the way I feel about that situation. I always have. You well, know, with Ruiz, well, and, 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 and yeah. if I was, and if I was to back you on that, I'd say with Ruiz's speed, it's tough to double him up if you're letting him swing. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then ideally, and then I, and then ideally, like let's say he did hit it, and and Perez gets out at second, and he's safe at first, and it's okay, one out. He ideally could steal second base and be in scoring position with only one out. But, you know, it is, you know, he, he you got the runner in scoring position and you had two shots to get him in and you did nothing. No, and and that's, yeah, right. But if you don't bunt, you kind of have three chances. You know, you, you give up a chance, you give up an out. Anyway, I would not have bunted there unless you're, you know, if it were, let's say it were Kevin Smith, uh, well, I don't know. But I'm not bunting there most likely, you know, because you're giving up an out. And if one of those next two guys gets a hit, you know, you're very likely to, to, to tie that game because you're going to go first and third, and then you get a fly ball or a ground out. Or let uh, Lang now. Well, I mean, if, you, if you, with the sack bunt, you immediately put the runner in scoring position. So one of these two guys gets a hit, tie game, there you go. Well, right. But if one of the next two guys gets a hit, also, you're right there. You're beyond in scoring position. You're on oh, third. Oh, your be, you're best case so scenario. I like it. Your best case scenario. Yeah, I, I think the data actually supports me in that. If you're going to go back, you know, a hundred something years, but you know, of course, if we go back a hundred years, we're we're counting eighteen walks in a game being some record, or seventeen or whatever we were setting. We were setting records galore yesterday, weren't we? I, he better look out for Hogan Harris. I think he tied a record of most walks by Joe Nuxall. You know, he might be an announcer any any day now, you know. So oh, it was some I, record. Co coach, I'm telling you, when this came out last <laughs> night and I was trying to read this, I was trying to follow it. And so our buddy Sarah Langs, who we have on A's Cast Live from MLB.com, she was tweeting these years, but she didn't exactly tell us. She just put 1603, so I'm like, is that 2003? Is that 1903? So then she clarified it. So then we realized that every single game, one, two, three, four, five, so there's been six games where there's 17 or 18 walks in a nine-inning game. There's been six games. Last night, every other one of those five was from 1948 through 1903. What you saw last night had not been done since Boston walked. So Cleveland walked 18 times against Boston in 1948. The last time we saw anything like this last night was 1948. Yeah, I hope I don't see it again until 2048. I'll be long gone by then, but, boy, that was hard to watch. I'll tell you. But yeah, the the funny thing, I mean, Hogan Harris is, is last he pitched in Triple A. He put like one and a third or two, one and two thirds. He gave up six walks there. You know, I was really surprised they called him up. You know, but whatever. You know, that's who we got on the roster right now. So well, that's what you want to call anyway. down to Fran. You want to call down to Fran Reardon, the manager of Las Vegas. Hey, who throws strikes? Who can get on the mound and I throw mean, strikes? 
I mean, they're more. I mean, a better choice probably would have been Pruitt, but they would have had to take someone off of the forty-man roster. So they thought, well, you know, we have we have Harris on the forty-man roster. We need to give him a shot. I mean, you, you can't think in your wildest dreams the guy's going to pitch that poorly. You know, I no, mean, that was no, just... no. The game, the get, the game got fast. Lost the release point when you saw that he couldn't throw. He he started backing up breaking balls because he couldn't throw. He couldn't throw the fastball for a strike, so he threw multiple breaking balls back to back. He couldn't throw a strike with it. All of a sudden, when when you've lost it, when you've lost that release point, and it's really it's such a mental thing. I tried to explain it last night. Like, listen, yeah. the human be the human being hasn't changed. Physically, from the neck down, he's still the same. It's all from the neck up. Like, he's lost it mentally, and it's going real fast. It's his debut. It's just and, – and when all of a sudden you can't throw a strike with any of your pitches, oh, my God. Good luck. Yeah, I listened to you last night. It was, it was a good show, but, oh, my gosh, that was, that was too much. You, you know, and then one more thing from last night that didn't come up you know it was kind of interesting having old buck show officer there at, at oakland I, I enjoyed that you know seeing buck there he pulled senga and out before he was going to get the win you know i mean it was maybe pitch down but i, I think he was a little thick at, at senga because these were kind of smacking him around you know and senga was lucky you know because the a's were were hitting and you know can't hit that line shot that turned into a double play and you know uh so i don't that didn't come up at all in any discussion that i saw but it looked to me like the buck was a little thick with the guy what what do you think i didn't even think about that but i know that uh kodai singa was looking to become the first pitcher in mets history to go three and oh yeah and you which was one out before what you're going, you're going like Seaver, Kuzman, Dwight Gooden. I mean, they've you know, Degrom. I mean, just what well, I, I I'd have to look. Is it start a career three and zero? Yeah, but he was looking to do something three and zero last night, and he got pulled. Yeah, get pulled. It was like twelve four, and he'd walked the guy before or something. So Buck just said, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit you down." I didn't like the way you were throwing because. Yeah, he's going to won that game last night. I mean, if they had thrown a few strikes, they were smacking the ball all over the field. You know, and he, even even some of the outs they made, they were, you know, the Mets were fortunate, you know, to, to get those outs. And, you know, Martins didn't send the guy from third. That didn't come up either. I mean, that was pretty bizarre. Uh, you remember that? There were two outs and Capel on second and uh, Ruiz smacks the ball to center field and Martins holds them up. I think he's, he was thinking back to the time he sent the big man home and the big man didn't make it. So he got sending table. I, I don't think that was it. That, when you lose 17 to 6, these things kind of get ignored. <laughs> uh, Coach, we've moved on from last night. That was the rule that today I told everybody. I said, we've moved on. It was like Bill Belichick saying, we're off to Cincinnati. We're, we're, not, we're, we're moving on from last night's game. Well, then let's win tomorrow. We'll win tomorrow, Tony. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. Book it. With all the possum stuff going on again, the rally possum. Uh, let me see. The Singa thing. Uh, Singa was looking to become the first pitcher in franchise history to win each of his first three MLB starts. So he was looking to be the first yeah. Mets pitcher 
to uh, win all three starts to start his career. And you, did, and you pulled and you him early. Pulled with a with a twelve to four lead. I, I think Buck was telling him, "I'm not happy with your performance today." <laughs> <I do. laughs> <laughs> All right, Coach, we appreciate the phone call. The number is 833-625-2278. Your phone calls. We continue next after the A's lost to the Mets 3-2 to right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. You're listening to A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. Get moving in the most electrifying Honda vehicles yet, like the CRV and Accord, with available hybrid powertrains designed for more responsive performance. Honda, the 2022 Kelly Blue Books KBB.com Best Value Brand. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get a 3.9% APR on a 2023 Honda CRV Hybrid or 2023 Accord Hybrid. Brought to you by your Northern California Honda dealers. Buy or reserve yours today. See dealer for financing details based on 2022 brand image awards from Kelly Blue Book. Visit KBB.com for more information. First United Credit Union is swinging for the fences with above market certificate rates. Whether you're saving for college tuition, retirement, or even your next big trip, First United has a high rate certificate for you. Visit firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics for current rates and to open an account today. Federally insured by NCUA. Not one penny has ever been lost. Is convenience a state of mind or a real thing? At Extra Mile, it's a real thing, and it's in everything they do. The stores are spacious, organized, clean, and well-lit, so you can get in quickly, get what you need, and keep going. It's just what you'd expect from a place serving up the hot and fresh food and snacks you love. So treat you right, and check out Extra Mile's fresh take on the convenience store experience. Extra Mile convenience stores at select Chevron and Texaco locations. Innovation is at the core of Cal State East Bay, like at our Green Biome Institute, where faculty and students preserve genetic information from California's endangered plants, or how we open doors for local entrepreneurs at our Small Business Development Center. From educators to nurses to STEM professionals, Cal State East Bay has real impact throughout the region's neighborhoods, boardrooms, and the entire economy. Be part of the innovation. Connect with Cal State East Bay at csueastbay.edu forward slash impact. And the pitch is swung on, hit the right field, hit deep. Whitefield going back at the track over his head and over the wall. Do you believe that? You're listening to A's Cast. Pitch is swung on and hit it deep, hit a ton, hit way back to left, and that is in the upper deck. Bombs away for Shea Langoliers. My goodness, he hit that ball a long way. This is the A's Clubhouse Show. All righty, the number is 833-625-2278. Jeff and Mendocino, you are on the A's Clubhouse Show. Hey, Tony, it's been a while. My local station here, uh, they had an equipment issue, and thanks to the Oakland A's for sending them a new whatever it was box to hook up to Skynet and KDAC AM 1230, 123GO A's. Uh, that's what I listen to out here on the coast mostly. Um, Love it. But K, yeah, KUKI out of Ukiah supplies our feed, and uh, uh, you know, I appreciate that they did made the effort to finally get us all hooked up. It's actually been a couple of days, but. 
uh, I had to get used to you guys being on again. And then uh, a couple of days ago, your show was cut off, and I had something all ready for last night. But, you know, the score, I, and I won't dwell on it, 17-6, to 6, I thought the A's had brought football back to the stadium. You know, a touchdown and uh, a couple touchdowns and a field goal to two field goals. And then I realized, oh, wait a minute, those guys left town. But uh, Well, I hey, I'll tell you what, last stay. night felt like a lot of bad tackling, a lot of bad special teams play, a lot of three and outs, and a lot of punts if we're talking football. And they walked all over us. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> but uh, today, you know, one run difference, a loss is still a loss. So a win, flip that coin, is still a win, and uh, no matter what the score is. And uh, they're, they're headed in the right direction, one away from uh, or two away from a victory tonight, today. And, uh, you know, I think it'll turn around. You know, you mentioned earlier about there's a whole generation here of uh, young players that don't know how to throw somebody out that's trying to steal. And I want to bring up there's three and a half generations that have never seen a knuckleball. Since they haven't seen a knuckleball ever, I think still that to bring the knuckleball back into the game, especially with all the changes, would be fun. There should be a knuckleball day and have, you know, like a clinic on the field for the kids before or after a game sometime, like on a Sunday. Um, I'm looking forward to what's going on tomorrow. You guys always uh, do a great show with the former players. And in thinking about that, the A's are going to be playing the Dodgers here uh, pretty soon down in L.A., uh, the A's beat the Dodgers in 74, as I recall, uh, in the World Series. Is my memory correct? That is correct. And uh, I actually got to touch a Willie Davis home run out in the right field pavilion. I'm sorry, the left field pavilion, and uh, along with 17 other people. You know, so I didn't get to keep it, but to even touch a home run ball, home run uh, ball, any any game is a blast, and uh, it's something I'll never forget. And that was the days of. Uh, Sal Bando, um, God rest his soul, rest in, in play ball, man. And uh, a lot of other folks that uh, I really remember well, and Gene Tennis. And, uh, it was a little bit before Reggie Jackson, but uh, I did get to see him uh, wait, play wait, wait. in his – what's that? Wait, you, you, what year are you talking, Reggie? Reggie was – what year are you talking? 74. Was he yeah, there? Reggie, yeah, Reggie was there. Okay, it's been a long time. I didn't remember for sure yeah. if he Reggie's was, gonna be Reggie's gonna be here tomorrow. Uh, it's gonna be a very special day. I'm gonna do interviews uh, right now. I think we have scheduled. I'm gonna interview Reggie. I'm gonna interview Raleigh, uh, Joe Rudy, Gene Tennis, and I can't remember who the other one is. But we're gonna we're gonna have it all covered right here on A's Cast. No question tomorrow. We'll have well, the and, you, and 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 I hope everybody tunes in because let's face it, yeah. we're gonna have we're gonna have tomorrow. I'm sure we'll honor these guys again next year in '74. But we've lost a lot of them. Of course, our beloved Ray Fossey. You think about Sal Bando. You, you, you know we need to we need to cherish these moments and honor these guys now because I don't know how many more times we're gonna get a chance to honor 72 73 74 so everybody get out here tomorrow and honor players who you can't tell the history of baseball without talking about this era of Oakland A's baseball oh they were great and uh 
I'm, I grew up in L.A., so of course I was a Dodger fan. But I gained a huge appreciation and respect for the A's when they came in and kicked my hometown team's ass, and that's the way it goes. Um, I also reviewed over the off season the Stovepipe League time, because uh, for me, I, I rely on radio mostly and uh, television when I get a chance to see a game. But uh, the um, the movie reminded me that there was a great song, and I don't know if it was for show of, of the movie or if Billy Bean's daughter really did write the song, Enjoy the Show. Um, do you know anything about that? No, I have, I have no idea. I can, I, can, I can check. Hey, appreciate the phone call. I'm glad you guys got everything fixed up there in Mendocino. Yes, everybody, you need, need to get out here for tomorrow if you're listening you're wondering now what will you know sunday it's going to be a beautiful day final game of this three game set and you know honor these guys and cherish these moments because truly it's one of the great runs in the history of baseball there's only been two franchises that have won at least three world series in a row it's the new york yankees and it's the oakland athletics I mean, we have seen how hard it is to repeat in our sport. Hasn't been done since the Yankees. It is hard. And these guys did it three times. This is the middle one. And I don't know how many times we're going to get a chance to see these guys and to have them here and to honor their greatness. So I hope we have a a nice showing tomorrow and, and, and give these guys the love and the respect they deserve. I cannot wait for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And because, you know, you, you never know when's going to be the last time you get to interview one of these great players. And tomorrow, two of them, for sure, Hall of Famers and Reggie Jackson and Raleigh Fingers. The number 833-625-2278. And I can't wait to talk to Reggie about, you know, the pain of missing 72 World Series against the Big Red Machine. Think about Reggie Jackson wants to be a star, becoming a star player, and not being able to play in that series. And then the next year, what he did not only to the regular season, but being the World Series MVP. It's the start of Mr. October, 1973, and we'll talk to him about it tomorrow. The number, 833-625-2278. We continue with your phone calls, and we'll hear from the skipper, Mark Kotze, next right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. Thanks to the Xfinity 10G network, my little brother's friends won't leave our house. When I was their age, internet with basically no interruptions was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Now through April 23rd, new customers can get 200 megabit Xfinity internet during our limited time Xfinity 10G network launch celebration for just $25 a month for two years. Go to Xfinity.com slash 10G, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and devices. Actual speeds vary. Hey, A's fans. You know that running your own business is a slugfest every day. That's why businesses have been counting on Mechanics Bank since 1905. From operating lines of credit to equipment and real estate loans, they can help build your lineup to meet today's challenges and prepare for tomorrow's opportunities. Stop by your local branch or visit MechanicsBank.com today. Mechanics Bank, the official East Bay Bank of the Oakland A's. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. All loans subject to program eligibility and credit approval. 
Hey, Billy, this deck is great for getting everyone together. Thanks. We're really enjoying the outdoor space, especially on a day like today. What's the material? Humboldt Redwood from Ashby Lumber. They gave us a great deal, provided us with a quick quote, and we couldn't be happier. We even found a great contractor through their online contractor directory. Don't miss a day outdoors. Visit Ashby Lumber in Berkeley or Concord to see our stock of naturally strong, naturally beautiful Humboldt Redwood. Find out more at ashbylumber.com. For all your building needs, Ashby Lumber. This is Chris Townsend, and if you're looking for a great place to eat and watch games, go see my friends at the Chicken Pie Shop at Walnut Creek. The Chicken Pie Shop is one of the hottest restaurants in Walnut Creek. You're not going to find a better menu and come try their world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 86 years. Spacious indoor and outdoor dining, perfect for your next private party or corporate event. Don't forget free parking. For more information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. Join First United Credit Union as they root on the A's to victory. First United Credit Union believes in being a good neighbor and supporting our local teams and local community. And for a limited time, you can earn $100 when you open a free checking account and use it. Use promo code ATHLETICS when you apply. Learn more at firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics or stop by a local branch. Insured by NCUA. Baseball season is officially here, and there's no better time to build your collection of Topps trading cards. Topps packs feature everything from top stars, rookies, game-used memorabilia, and autographs from players around the league, as well as special inserts and surprises. Visit your local hobby shop, retailers, and Topps.com to collect the first product of the season, Topps Series 1 Baseball. Follow at Topps on social media to join the conversation and start sharing your collection today. Chevron with Tecron has unbeatable engine cleaning power, and it gives you unbeatable mileage for all kinds of unbeatable destinations, like time in the sun at the beach, or time in the sun riding roller coasters, or a day in the sun hiking mountains. Well, probably just one mountain would be enough for a day, but hiking a mountain is still an unbeatable choice for how to spend time. Download the Chevron app now to get unbeatable mileage at locations near you. Innovation is at the core of Cal State East Bay, like at our Green Biome Institute, where faculty and students preserve genetic information from California's endangered plants, or how we open doors for local entrepreneurs at our Small Business Development Center. From educators to nurses to STEM professionals, Cal State East Bay has real impact throughout the region's neighborhoods, boardrooms, and the entire economy. Be part of the innovation. Connect with Cal State East Bay at csueastbay.edu forward slash impact. Life is uncertain. It's okay to feel stressed, anxious, worried, or frustrated. It's normal. With CalHOPE's free and secure mental health resources, it's easy to get the help you and your loved ones need when you need it the most. Call our warm line at 833-317-4673 or live chat at calhope.org today. Are you someone who tries to drive while distracted by your phone? Someone who props it up on the steering wheel or peeks down at it for a glance? Or just scrolls and scrolls? If so, you could be the next person to get into a fender bender, get a ticket, veer off the road, or even cause a crash that kills you or someone else. Enough with the phones already. Put them down and pay attention or pay the price. You drive, you text, you pay. 
Paid for by NHTSA. This is A's Clubhouse. All right, let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Mechanics Bank. Uh, going into the eighth inning, Guardians on top of the Nationals, 5-4. to four. Top of the fifth, the Braves lead the Royals 4-1. to one. Rangers shutting out the Astros, 2-zip. Bottom of the third later on tonight, 6-10, Cubs and Dodgers. How about the Cubs off to a pretty good start? 6-40, you're going to have the Rockies and the Mariners. It was the Yankees taking down the Twins 6-1 to as they finally get a victory in that series. Giants losing extra innings to the Detroit Tigers 7-6. to Giants are 5-9, and and I can tell you, my friends or Giants friends, they are freaking out. Uh, final in 10, White Sox beat the Orioles 7-6. to Pirates win again a final in 10, 6-3. Look out for, for uh, the Pittsburgh, 9-6, and while the Cardinals... They dropped to six and nine. Rays have lost two in a row. It's time to panic. Third, they lose to the Blue Jays five to two. They're now thirteen and two. Padres take down the Brewers ten to three down in San Diego. Red Sox at home over the Angels nine to seven. Reds shut out the Phillies thirteen zip. Will the Phillies get back on track? They're five and ten, the defending National League champs. And it was the Marlins on top of the D-backs three to two. That was a final. Let's hear from Mark Kotze after this 3-2 loss. Yeah, he attacked today. Um, I thought he did an outstanding job. Um, you know, he pounded the zone, threw strikes, um, really, uh, you know, dominated, I thought, um, the, you know, pretty much the whole game. I think he was more uh, fastball splitter today and a little bit less of the slider. Um, was that an emphasis for you guys to maybe dial that back a little yeah, it was. Um, you know, he mixed the slider in. I think the, the Alonzo Homer might have been a slider. Um, but he, he threw some other sliders in the game that, that were mixed in. Um, but, no, he had command of the fastball, and that, that made everything else um, play. And, and we've talked a lot about that. And when he can do that, um, you know, he's going to be really good. Yeah. Uh, obviously, just with the way the pitching has been going as of late for him, be able to pitch into the seventh. I mean, how important is that for you guys as a team? Yeah, it's a great step forward for for Fuji, for us as a team, to uh, to be able to you know send him back out. You know, I still thought his stuff was good. Um, you know, and uh, you know, fortunately, their fastball leaked back over for Canna, and they put a good swing on it. Um, you know, the, still had confidence with him against Vogelbach, and you know, when that walk occurred, just felt like um, at that point I needed to go get him and. And that's unfortunate that we, uh, you know, we couldn't end that inning for him there. But, um, you know, and then obviously we had chances there in the eighth and ninth to, to get back in the game and, and uh, continue playing. But we weren't able to capture on those. Yeah, this probably is the best game pitch the whole year, well, the first three weeks with the athletics. And so we're very comforting this for you, especially after the nightmare last night. Yeah, it was a great bounce back, um, you know, on the mound tonight uh, from or today from from last night. Um, you know, Waltzuk pitched into I think the seventh as well uh, on that road trip when we won. Um, so uh, for me, you know, it, it, we're, we're doing things right. We just got to you know continue to do them right, continue to improve, and uh, and get these young guys just confident on the mound and throw strikes. You, you had more left in the sixth, um, but let to face the, the lefty uh, the field. Um, yeah. Is that 
what, what does that say about or what kind of went into that decision of letting him kind of stay out there for that at that? Well, again, I mean, they sent him out in the seventh, so I still had confidence he got through that inning. Um, really, Mole was up there in case something, you know, in case he started spraying his fastball, um, which he didn't at all, all day. And, uh, you know, if, if something got out of hand or got out of control there, um, you know, they still had the two lefties behind Canna, so it was more in case uh, he couldn't get himself out. Is there any more of a, uh, a need for him to get deep into games uh, because he's only pitching once a week right now? I mean, do, you, do you need more length for him to go to that? No, we don't need more length. Um, you know, as we said, we're keeping the other four guys on turn. Um, you know, occasionally they're getting an extra day of rest where they're pitching on five instead of four. But, um, you know, it's just a good sign to see Fuji go, you know, through six innings and, and be able to have a low pitch count and go back out for a seventh. It was good that you got innings from Shintaro. That was a big key today. But rebounding and playing a competitive baseball game it just it had to be done today. It just after after what happened the night before. All right, tomorrow, big programming note. We'll be carrying the ceremony for the 1973 team. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to start at 12:30. It's time for what's on deck, presented by Ashby Lumber. Ashby Lumber for all your building and remodeling needs. Go to ashbylumber.com. Uh, game time is going to be what, – what time is the actual start time, Pasto? I don't know. What time is the game time? One thirty will be the start time of the game. We'll be on at 12.30. Scherzer up against Sears. But everybody, get in your seats early so we can honor truly one of the great teams and some great players that are going to be here from the 1973 team. If you're not able to be here, you'll get it all right here on A's Cast. A tough loss for the Athletics, 3-2. to two. They'll try and at least get one victory in this series tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of this beautiful afternoon. Go Warriors! And we'll see everybody tomorrow right here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. This has been the A's Clubhouse Show. Now the pitch to Matthias. It swung on and missed, and the A's have won it. Improbable, but a great win for the A's. On the run is Osuna. He's at the wall. It carries, and it will go. Opposite field home run for Seth Brown. Be sure to visit athletics.com slash A's cast for exclusive content, including pre and post game for every game. Hits a right field and shallow a trio of A's kept going up, makes an unbelievable circus catch. And Adele goes back to second. A leaping, diving play by Tony Kemp. Thank you for joining this exclusive presentation of A's Baseball.